0: The foundry, old gray and metal to the core.
1: Hey, welcome to the brutally delicious podcast and the foundry. I'm Bruce Moore. And I am Nick Ettinger, a uh, vocalist for frost like
0: ash would just encourage you to uh, like and subscribe if you're enjoying these reviews. Uh, We do reviews a little bit different. Uh, Each of us pick a uh, heavy metal review to do. And then one of us uh, each episode uh, gets to choose a non metal release uh, for us both to listen to and react to. So uh, if you have any suggestions, definitely comment below, but uh, also share as much as you can.
1: Right, and tell us uh, if what you think we're doing well, what we think we're doing not well, if we suck. Whatever it is, I just want to hear some feedback, so it be great. Anyway, I'm going to go ahead and let you start because this was uh, your week for the the double pick. So why don't you go ahead and introduce your first one here.
0: And yeah, we- so this is my heavy one. Uh, I'm not 100% sure how to pronounce this. Um, Managarm is what I'm going with. Um and the name of the album is uh unpronounceable yes me. <laughs> so it's something along the lines of
1: yingling gatun's oda maybe possibly but it's the newest one if you're if you're listening and you want to go find it
0: yes the the latest uh, latest release um it is swedish viking metal and uh this is the first I've actually listened to them. Surprisingly, they've been going at it for 24 years. This is album number 10. Wow. And how I've just come across this. I, I don't know. Uh, but for me, I would say, don't let the Viking metal label uh, dissuade you from listening to it. Uh, what, what did you think about the influences they may have or, or, or what they're, style or genre was
1: so i'm gonna first say that i have heard these guys around and i've definitely probably have some stuff in my inbox but as you know i can't always get to everything so i've actually never listened to me there until you said it so i'm coming at this brand new as well and as a semi black metal fan you know i like some of it that you've thrown my way i definitely thought this was fun i thought there was a lot of death metal influences and I even, I'm going to go out there and you probably know more than me, maybe some, a bath, a bath, however you pronounce it, some influences, especially with like the the grunts or those death metal grunts. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It, I've, I, um, you know, I could, I could see the Viking influence. I think it's probably, it probably has progressed over the years to where, uh, it was very Viking-oriented uh, at the beginning, and maybe it's it's progressed over the years, but also folk, um, and just like uh, Corporate Kalani uh, we had a, a, a couple months ago or a few weeks right. ago. Um, and then, uh, like you said, there is definitely black metal influences uh, that you can hear. There's one song in particular that um, reminded me very much of Satyricon. So,
1: yeah, so are you talking about uh, Vida Vetter? Yes. Yeah, see, I'm starting to
0: learn myself. I think so,
1: yeah. But so when you talk about folk metal and Viking metal, I think it starts off, so, or at least for me, it started off that way with uh, track one, Friars, Blod, I don't know how to pronounce that. It's 10 minutes, but uh, in my notes here, I mean, it bangs out of the gate for sure. But then it got galloping, and I was sort of reminded of uh, Amarna Marth influences for sure. Yes. <laughs> yeah
0: which uh which i suppose they are the consummate viking metal band
1: but i mean it's epic metal too right and it's but it's very epic too and it's it's got this sense of epicness i guess and it's folky and amount of Marth was the first thing i could kind of reference it to at least in the beginning there at least that song that song seems to be a
0: little different than the rest of the songs and that's one thing about this is that um as you go on the songs are not super repetitive Right. Um, they have different sounds, uh, they incorporate different things uh, within them, they uh, have entirely different musical themes uh, at, at different points. Um, just some fantastic melodies
1: Right. Well. So, So even in that second song, um, uh, again unpronounceable, but violin intro, nice and mellow, nice and I mean it's beautiful and melancholic, and then all of a sudden there's like this crazy pummeling of death metal, black metal, I don't know what you call it. Extreme metal I guess is the best way. Yeah,
0: you never know what is what's coming next. Uh, many of the songs are very, very memorable for me. Um, right. I I found myself, um, you know, humming and whistling uh, a, few, a few of the melodies uh, throughout the week yes. uh, as I was listening to it, and I was like, "Where did I hear that?" <laughs> <laughs> this was it. So uh, that it's always good when when something like that happens. Uh, so what were
1: what were your uh, top picks? So my top pick for sure was number five strids galton i'm guessing i'm gonna say oh, i love the did didger- i love the didgeridoo doing it i thought it was sort of this is gonna sound terrible in a black metal review but sort of bouncy mm-hmm. and i think i did some research in it and that's yawn right in there it is yeah so that that was, that was another that weird song. uh circular thing that we've got going on but yeah i thought that was yawn in there as well so that whole song stood out to me as oh well, definitely by far my favorite but I also liked uh you know one and two. And maybe because I'm more of the death metal Amana Marth sort of thing than the full on black metal assault. That's more your wheelhouse, right? Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um my uh um uh, my top picks were Friars um, which was the first one we talked yeah. about. Um Edel's Fall uh, was also great. And this one, I'm not going to say very w- well, but Hogkomst of et liv.
1: Oh, yeah. Towards the end. Right.
0: Yep. That is a second to last song. Um, and then, uh, but my top pick, I couldn't honestly uh, split it up. Uh, snara of guld and Ons sonar. Those are the two. Uh, actually, I think one of those is the one that reminded me of... Uh, of Satyricon a
1: little bit. So the that other one, the first one you said Unsar- unsnar, however you pronounce it, that's a slower one, right?
0: It is almost oh, both now of them are, yeah. are, sm- are slower. Yeah, that one's very. That's the one that uh, that really caught into into my head. Uh, it's it's a slow slow, uh, but
1: it still drives song. Yeah, I think okay. it's very. Uh, I mean, it's definitely a driving song for sure, but it's definitely at a slower pace.
0: Yeah, overall, I really enjoyed this album. I listened to it. Uh, quite a few times, and uh, and I think it's something that uh, anybody who really likes extreme metal uh, can find something in this album that they'll enjoy.
1: I think so too, and I'm sort of sorry that I came to them this late in the in the uh, in the game, but there's so many bands out there, it's almost impossible to. And that's another reason I love this show because you're turning me on to all kinds of stuff. Now to my pick, and yes. I don't know how to pronounce it. I think it's a legion. But however you're going to pronounce it, Legion, however you said it, Damn Them is probably my, it definitely is my favorite album of the year. And it's heads on going to be my favorite album of the whole year, I think. Really? Oh, it is. I love, love, love this record. And I'm, I know you, I sent it to you, hadn't heard of them, but it's a beast of a record for sure. And there's so much to it. But, and I think it's one of those records that the more you listen to it, the more you go, holy cow, I didn't hear that. Or Wow, they did that. But it's, I guess, death metal you would, or extreme metal, but it's got everything in it. I mean, you've got pianos and clean vocals and heavy vocals and all kinds of acoustic guitars and flamenco stuff, and, and it's powerful.
0: I think powerful is the right word. Um, I would call it m- melodic death metal. Yeah, um, but there's definitely some metalcore in there, and maybe that's from you know they've been around a while too, haven't they?
1: This is album number um, four. Yeah,
0: yeah. So uh, maybe maybe from earlier earlier on in their days, um, they still have that uh, that sound. But uh, like you mentioned, because of all the instrumentation, uh, I felt they were very progressive. Uh, yeah, at times uh, as well. The, this is a heavy and um these guys are not afraid to do whatever they want oh and the, and, the, and the thing is is that every single thing they do is of great quality so they don't do
1: anything poorly and they're players holy cow can they play
0: yeah yeah uh, the, you know the the vocals um uh death metal but uh they had um some really quick fire style uh vocal style at times that I I really enjoyed because that's almost like cannibal
1: here a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like cannibal, right? Yeah. Yeah. So full disclosure, um, over the years, I've become really good friends with Riley, the singer through the podcast and through 70,000 tons of metal through a bunch of stuff we've done. And we had a whole conversation with him about this record a couple weeks ago. And, um, if you look at the title, damn them, it's a Latin word for loss, hurt, harm, or damage. And the whole album was inspired by a really good friend of the band, uh, committing suicide and them finding the body and having to clean up the mess and that whole thing. And that's where the, the inspiration from the record comes. And I think you can feel that in songs like coming home. I mean, yeah. it's just unbelievable. I get the chills listening to it, even before I knew what it was about. It's so, so powerful and, and connectable. If that's a word. Yeah. To carry my grief would be yeah. another, another. Oh my goodness. One. I like, the yeah, mean. Yes, yeah, so dopamine two is probably my favorite of the of the two, but they're both great. I really I don't think there's a bad record on this album and if I'm gonna pick my favorites, um definitely called home like I said that was the first one that resonated with me and it, it just was like it sunk into me, but I also like a beast and worms, which I think was their first single, and mm-hmm. then berman Berman is so good yeah I
0: have uh i I ended up picking technically four uh for my picks, uh, into embers, uh, vermin is one of those. And then I included the both, um, dopamine voids, uh, one and two, yeah. cause they seem to kind of fit together. I'm not sure why they split, split right. up, but, um, so I put them both together. So, but my top pick is, uh, Saturnine that one, okay. is, that one to me, like has, um, the best of everything that they do all wrapped into one song and it is uh just just so powerful uh this this is an album i had to listen to yes probably five or six times to just wrap my head around it
1: yes it's very very thick and it's very deep and it's very powerful and i will tell you that on top of being you know one of my favorite albums of the year i have had the opportunity to see him a bunch of times but quick little story i saw them on seventy thousand tons of metal and they were in this little tiny theater i mean tiny maybe a couple hundred but it got so packed they must have packed in a thousand people in that place oh my
0: gosh
1: it was probably the best show i've ever seen in my life and we goof about this all the time they were tearing ceiling people were tearing ceiling tiles down from the it was absolute insanity (laughs) they were so on fire and that spilled out into the lobby of the of the cruise ship it was absolutely insane these guys are the real deal to me i love this band and this
0: record and can you can you imagine that scenario with these songs being no. played? No. I mean, I, I don't know how you walk out of there. These songs are just so they're so powerful. Yes. It's it's pretty amazing.
1: And it was really interesting, like, you know, talking to him and having him explain how these lyrics were and how he was like, you know, breaking down in the studio singing to or Yeah, actually singing, you know, recording the vocals to to coming home or any of those some of those other ones i mean you know he said it was a, a physical response to the lyrics and putting it out there and that's you could see it in the album you could feel it
0: vocally he had just uh of fantastic uh he has fantastic control over his voice and uh and you can't you can't sing that rapid fire death metal without just
1: amazing lungs right yeah. some training
0: yeah So
1: So, anyway, I know I've talked a lot about it. I say go get this one if you can, because definitely my odds-on pick for the end, best album of the year. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead with your uh, non-metal.
0: All right, non-metal. This one's going way back, although it's a brand new album. So Aldo Nova. Uh, You may have uh, (laughs) you may remember some old hits back in the '80s, and then he vanished off the map. And it took him a long, long time, what, 40 years? Is it? Almost 40 years. Yeah. uh, To come back and and actually um, come back and do an an album. Uh, So, um, you know, the thing that you listen to him for uh, is his uh, ability to write really great riffs, like rock and roll riffs, and his solos. I mean they're not the most intricate they're not uh you know crazy but uh they're just they're just perfect for for whatever song he's doing um and you know so i was really excited actually to um to listen to this album i'm not this isn't the type of music i listen to and i wasn't really an aldo nova fan especially back then uh but uh knowing what quality he can provide. I was excited to listen to it. I, um, I did think that sonically it lacked a little bit. Um, it wasn't as big of a recording as I was expecting it to be, Right. you know, like in the, in the mix and just in, um, how it was, how everything was arranged. Um, it, it just felt a little muffled and subdued. I could uh, see that. Which, which I felt hurt some of the songs uh, quite a bit, uh, but still it, it, it's a pity it took this long for him to return.
1: So, yeah, I'm going to jump in this. I didn't know anything about Nova since like I first got MTV back in, I don't know, 82, 83, right. Fantasy was uh, something they played. Martha Quinn played it every other video or something. And yep. when you sent this, me this link, I was like, there's no way Aldenova is still around. I had no idea he still existed, but apparently, I mean, he still exists and he could still play. So I was, Pleasantly surprised uh, when I put it on for sure. Um, I love that it's a rock opera. That's the sort of thing that, uh, I've always been intrigued about people who can put together, you know, full length thematic albums or concept albums or something like this. It's yeah. not easy. No. And I really, really agree with you on the solos. Cause I even made some, uh, some notes about solos. So the first one, Hey Laddie, Daddy, I guess that's how you pronounce it. Yeah. Crazy catchy solo. Um, a little bit, a little bit later on, on the way to the psycho ward, that guitar solo sounded like Steve Vai to me. It was crazy. That's, that's an incredible,
0: incredible. Song. It's an instrumental, yeah. And it's like solo all the way through with fantastic. It uh, probably has uh, some of the best riffs. Right, I 100 percent agree. The album,
1: <laughs> but like you said, there are some not so great moments on it because very shortly after that, when all is said and done, I couldn't get with it all. That was a little bit not. A little bit boring to me, I guess, or a little too slow, and maybe I'm just not a fan of those slowed down tunes. But that one didn't do much for me. But the whole album itself, I would listen to it again. I liked it.
0: Yeah, I, and, and that's what I was saying. You know, I think that the the style of or the um, the actual recording itself let some of these songs down. I think that they could have been more dynamic. They could have been more enjoyable to listen to uh, if that had been there. You know. Um, um, what were your uh, picks?
1: So I only had two on this one that I thought were were standouts to me. The first one for sure, "Hey Laddie Daddy," I guess that's how you say it, and then the bitch in black. I, yeah. And for a reason, it's it's very to me. It was sort of popish, almost EDMish, and then yeah. the solo just blew me away again.
0: Yeah, great great solo in that one. Uh, mine were on the way to the psych award instrumental, but it was that. Like I said. Probably had the best riffs. Yeah, the album. sure. Uh, Say a Little Prayer. I like
1: those type of songs. You don't. No, actually, <laughs> if I'm looking <laughs> yeah, at my notes. I can understand why that's not on there. Uh, no, I have the word <laughs> meh written. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: I, I enjoy those. So that that was a pretty good one. And then Burn Like the Sun, that also is probably a pretty similar uh, right. one in that style. Uh, that one, Burn Like the Sun, felt like it was more right from the 80s. Uh, but King of Deceit um just a great melody uh in that song and uh, so very
1: journeyish too right yeah did you you catch a journey kind of vibe to it oh
0: yeah absolutely
1: but i mean journey
0: tells great stories oh yeah yeah no
1: i'm not knocking it but i'm just looking at my notes and that's one of the things i I jotted down that it's kind of a a very journeyish sort of song
0: yeah it's it's uh it's a song that you can really wrap your head around, uh, musically, uh, the melody, and then even just the story that's being told.
1: Sure. In it. And I would so, say at the end of the yeah. day, this is definitely an album worth checking out if for no other reason than to listen to something else besides fantasy from Alvanova.
0: Yeah. I mean, see what he's, see what he's doing now, see what he's got. And, uh, and I think, uh, you'll be surprised at least by a couple tracks.
1: Absolutely. So I guess if you've made it this far, once again, please smash that like button, send us comments, tell us what you think, send us suggestions, we're open to everything.
0: Yeah, we wanna hear from you guys and uh, we definitely want you to uh, like and subscribe and share, um, but mostly we would like to do some interactions with you and
1: uh, you know, have you let us know uh, what you want us to check out next. Sure, and what you think of the ones that we recommended. Go ahead and listen to them and tell us what you think. Yeah, absolutely maybe you have a better take on it. So anyway, thanks for listening. We'll catch you soon.
0: Hey, this is Chris Santos, host of Delirious Nomads, the Blacklight Media Podcast, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Delirious Nomads is a podcast about all things heavy metal, as well as breakdowns of your favorite combat sports. And me being a chef and all,
1: we'll be riffing on some food talk every week with very special guests from across the world. Listen and subscribe at soundtalentmedia.com.